Welcome to the Fatty Z Muskie Podcast. I'm Andy. Joined on the phone, I have Vance. Hi, Vance. Hi, how you doing? Good. We have Todd. Hi, Todd. I'm here. How you guys doing? Doing Ready excellent. Go? Might as well be. Sure. I hit record, so we're live, we're so to speak, I guess. Um, all right. This show is brought to you by Fat AZ Musky Products. FatAZMusky.com is the website. Uh, you can find us on social media, which would be Facebook and Instagram. Just search Fat AZ Musky Products. And I haven't really done it much on either outlet here recently, but um, you know, as we start getting things closer to painting and all that stuff, we'll we'll put some nice little updates out there and kind of keep things lively and spirited, I guess, with the, uh, you know, n- not having any show season. So I, well, I take that back. I did catch wind that the Minnesota show, I guess, is still kind of going to, st- last I heard it, they didn't cancel it yet. Do you guys hear anything about that? I, I didn't. That's I like did that not hear, that. and I just know last that we are not going to that. Yeah, that's the last one of the season like or something. It's, I yeah. think that's the only one after the the max. Musky. Yeah. Yeah. If I remember correctly. Yeah. Yeah. We won't be driving out there. So um, that's a long trip. I did have to use the, our uh, something that we're active on all the time uh, our YouTube today. <laughs> you used it? Yeah. I don't cause... even know if I can sign in. <laughs> Well, somebody was like, uh, I can't find a video of the baits working on your Facebook, even though it's right there. Um, So I had to go onto our YouTube and just copy the link and show it to them. All that awesome standard definition that I did in 2014 or whatever. 480p, it gets the the point across. It gets the point across. It's like Stone Age. Like... (laughs) It is, and it was only like five years ago. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that right there kind of fits into a little bit, at least what I'm going to be telling a story about. But um, it was Andy. I was running the baits, and Andy was running alongside the. Yes, I saw Andy run. Yes, I saw Andy run. (laughs) He was running along. He was running along poolside with a stick and a camera shoved in the. Cool. Okay, well, it's it's more than a stick. It was like three quarter inch <laughs> galvanized conduit that I flattened yeah, the end and, and, and bent it at a ninety yeah. so I could put my GoPro on it. Yeah, which we had access to an Olympic sized swimming pool all to ourselves yeah. to do that. <laughs> it was fun. I mean, we should almost it was fun redo that. And that my eye was killing me. I know we've talked about this. But that, oh, that was, was when, yeah. when I. Oh, almost, that was back when you kept your contacts in all the time. Not all the time. I, to, to clarify that, I did. I do not sleep with my contacts. I just never change them because I'm like, I can see. Why do I need new ones? Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a Good reason death. you get new ones. So just yeah. do that. <laughs> and uh, I have since yeah. changed my ways after almost losing the eye. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was fun though it that was scare tactic you it worked really well for if you if people would have seen how we did it we got really amazing footage i think 
It was it was fun. I mean, yeah. It, it's not like there's a viewfinder. You're you're running alongside with the thing stuck in the water, just running beside the bait as I'm. Uh, yeah, and it's through. Yep. and it's a GoPro, so it's it's like mm-hmm. you, you get like that whole wide fish-eyed lens, but we're underwater, yeah. so yeah. I, yeah. and uh, you know some of the it was just neat playing around with it, but I, I had no. It wasn't like it was Bluetooth to my phone. It was a GoPro HD that shot in 960. It wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't even like a Hero three, four, five, or twelve, or whatever they're up to, and. Uh, so I didn't know what we got until I went home and put it on the, the standard yeah. desktop computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, internet was exceptionally fast just five years ago to where it, uh, you yeah. know, it was very, it wasn't, it wasn't cumbersome at all to do any of this. <laughs> but. Nice. The, I'm going to say you got scare tactic into uh, the whole contact thing. You're going to lose your eye. By that doctor. You think so? Yeah. Just like you will lose your eye if you do not book up with Muddy Creek Fishing Guides in 2021. <laughs> um, give Todd and I a call. Uh, we're talking to people every day, so uh, just, just give us a call. We're going to be doing Pennsylvania in April and May at Pymie, Conneaut, Edinburgh. Um, and then at the end of May, through the end of November, we'll be at the world-class waters of Chautauqua Lake. Give us a call. Good deal. I switched yep. it up, Todd. You have to do the yep. unplug. Huh? Yeah, so, and if you come with Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, you're going to be fishing out of Ranger Boats. If you're looking for a Ranger Boat, get a hold of Vic Sports Center over in Ohio. Uh, great, great lineup of boats. I mean, man. You can go in and look just about any model you'd be looking for. They got one on display there. They sell the uh, Starcrafts also, so Ranger Starcrafts. They work on numerous different types of motors. They got great service. Vicks have been treating us really well, and you know, real. Uh, as far as man, lots of we've talked about it many times. When you're buying a boat, that dealer is a very important part of the purchase, and uh, I would definitely send you over to Vix rather than a lot of these other guys. So get a hold of them. Check out. Thanks for Ranger Boats for sponsoring also. Perfect. St. Croix Rods, best rods on earth. It's after Christmas, so I guess that means it's fishing season. Is that how that works? I, I'm I'm not really familiar yeah. with that. Yeah. So um anyways, if you're looking for a rod, uh Go check out St. Croix's incredible lineup of freshwater fishing rods. Uh, they have everything covered from the ultralightest uh, ice fishing rods all the way to, you know, our musky rods. They might even have some more stiffer, longer rods for some, you know, whatever that is, ocean surf casting stuff. So, um, you know, I really like my big dog. That's pretty much the only rod that I'm running. Um, we do have those, uh, I do have a Premier that's the equivalent to that big dog, but, you know, I really like that rod as well. That is my backup rod. I've never really needed it. Have you guys ever really needed a backup rod? Not talking from client standpoint, but, like, backup rod and reel. You know how you always bring, like, I'm going on this trip, so I'm going to have an extra reel or an extra rod. Has it ever come to where you needed it? Uh, yeah, most definitely casting. Okay. You know, 
Oh, yeah, and, and, and trolling. You know, when you went to, I used to go to Canada, I'd have a whole bunch of stuff set up for, you know, you had your trolling rods, the line counters, you got your casting reels, but you go up there for two weeks. And, uh, you know, there was numerous, now you're only running, running one pole there, so. <laughs> but ha- have you, like, real, had your, had lots of real break. Your, your number yeah. one combo, like, this is the one that I'm going to mm-hmm. use. Have you on a trip ever, like, crap, my number one went down, pull out the number two? Absolutely. Okay, I just yes. say, I've never have, but I also don't go nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. I've done it many times. Lots of times I just switch the reel out. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever really had a rod. I've had some trolling rods. I know Vance and I have talked about this too. That you know the seat might be a little loose, and there's a time we're like, yeah, I better take take that out. The reel spinning around on the. <laughs> <laughs> You're going on for the, the spinning reel, are you? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, and I've never really, I don't think, of, uh, you know, I've broken an eyelet before on a trip where I was like, I got to change this rod out, you know, mm-hmm. happened to one of our good friends that fishes with us every year. Peter, if you're listening, uh, took a cast, the Raptor went flying, went over, got it. And I didn't know what happened. He didn't know what happened. We strung it all up, tied it back on. He took a cast, Raptor went flying, not attached. <laughs> and then after we ran it back there again, we found the one It was just cutting it like butter. Cutting it like butter. Your tiger braid <laughs> is all buttered. No, it wasn't tiger. It was, it was his outfit, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he hit the side of the boat, I think, and it just chipped that thing just enough that I couldn't tell you what rod or mm-hmm, rod mm-hmm. line was using. But, yeah, that happens, no doubt. Yeah. You have to fish, Andy. I mean. Hey, but you guys see what I do with my rods. On a 20-minute trip. <laughs> yeah, but my, my rods... Keep in mind, they will push the boat when I need them to push the yeah. boat. They That's will true. break limbs. You take care of it a lot better than us, even saying that, you know. <laughs> you, got, you got the rod sleeves and the real projectors yeah. and things like that. I like to keep my stuff nice, and I like to use it as it's not intended for. Yeah. yeah. You see you that tree nice, that I'm going to hit? Be, yeah. Let yeah. my trolling motor take the brunt of it. <laughs> Very nice. So, uh, big thanks to St. Croix Rods. St. Croix Rods, then we're going to Yo-Yo Up Down. Yo-Yo Up Down, Muskie's Inc. Man, get a hold of your local chapter. Uh, you know, it's the end of the year here. Uh, usually is the time everyone's getting ready to have their, their, their Christmas parties. I know we've always had huge Christmas parties at our, at our uh, chapter and I saw that that's all been canceled. I mean, it's just part of the times right now, but man, get a hold of your local chapter, get involved with these guys. Well, everything will get back on track. We're not going to be in this situation pandemic wise the rest of our lives. Because it's so, the great reset, but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's the great reset. It's the great bullshit, but yeah. Yeah. We're going to get back on track, but man, get a hold of your local chapter. You know what the, the stuff that the local chapters are doing with the local fisheries, incredible stuff's been going on for years. Uh, it, it really has made a, a lot of the fishing that everyone is experiencing a lot of the successful fishing, there's there's ties back to lots of stuff with Muskie's Inc. I know it's a big deal here in Pennsylvania. So, uh, you know, get a hold of those guys, get involved. The more involved everybody is, the, the more you can get done in your local chapter and uh, access to the lunge log, all fun stuff to look at. We just got our 
calendars, you get a magazine bi-monthly, you know, you get every two months, you get a magazine, there's some nice articles in there, you can check things out, see what the other clubs are doing, I know our club gets a lot of ideas by looking through that magazine, at Becker Fund, it's not really a Muskie's Inc. thing, but the guys from Muskie's Inc. are running it, our club has got lots of, over the years, every year we get a grant from that Becker Fund, like to help raise minnows, or to, to, to buy a, uh, you know, feeder at the hatchery, we had these guys on for many years, just can't stress enough how, how important it is. If you want this muskie fishing to continue the way it is, to get involved in, in, a, in a chapter. Excellent. Yeah, and I saw there was 43,000 likes on their Facebook page and only 6,000 members. That's bad ratios. Got to pump yeah. up those numbers. Well, because it's yep. easy to hit the button. Just keep that in mind. Hit the like yep, button, go on, and you think you've done something great. <laughs> So, that all the plugs? That's it, I believe. Perfect. All right. I got I got an interesting proposition. Let's hear it. Okay. Any company that takes a credit card, say it like a show or something. Mm-hmm. You ever in a checkout line and you're like guilted into a question if you use a card? Uh, would you like to donate to such and such? And if you hit no, you feel like a jerk. Oh yeah, yeah. I just You're like I just sad. hit no and pretend it never happened. But go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Right. But you know, that's I, I know exactly what you're you talking. Know. Would about. you like to yeah. uh, donate to the pet house that's burning down as you speak right now? And if yeah, you yeah. give a dollar, it will <laughs> save a pet. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. You know, why don't the show seasons, whoever's doing the card reader, we could come up with this questionnaire at the end. Would you like to donate to Muskie's Inc.? Mm-hmm. Boom. Well, they, they kind of have something similar to that, but not for Muskie's Inc. There's a uh, thing called like Roundup for, for Conservation. You guys ever see any of that? Is that when we buy our like hunting license? Uh, I think you can do like a Roundup on that. I mean, some of the some of the places I buy like my hunting clothes and stuff, you can round up to like whatever the nearest dollar, and you get to choose. Yeah, yeah, and, and then you can go ahead and pick. I want this, whatever, thirteen cents to go to this nonprofit organization. You know, that's a concert like Pheasants Forever, Ducks Unlimited. Yep. You know, QDMA, or I think it's not the NDA now, but you know, you can do that. Then there's also. Um, I want to think like Midway USA does like a roundup for the NRA. Like you okay. can choose to round up your, you know, or a donation to the NRA, something, something similar to that. But you know, that's, that's a decent idea. Oh yeah. And th- th- those ones do get me sometimes. Th- th- those are the ones that get me when they're like, Hey, do you want to donate your, the, the change, you know, that roundup change to whatever, mm-hmm. whatever store I'm at. Usually I just say, yeah, cause I don't want them to have to dig through and, find a couple but you know if it says you want to do it in a dollar i'm like absolutely not that's way too much money <laughs> that's way too much money <laughs> excuse me while i grab my 180 dollars in groceries yeah <laughs> but but how about this 93 cents sure i'll round that up yeah, i mean it, it is the season of giving i mean come <laughs> <Yeah>. on <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, the problem with like us at the shows and i don't know Vance, it's cool, but I don't know how many people. I guess some of them guys are, you know, 
just run it like a cashier. But, you know, we're just like, you know, we take that into the price. We have the show price. <laughs> I mean, you can almost just say for every every credit card transaction there is, we're going to donate a dollar to Muskie's Inc. Yeah. or $2. Yeah. Or oh, so. we could do it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That would be a, yeah, I think I think there's ways that we can tune that to where everyone wins. Mm-hmm. Win, win, win. You don't Problem get very. Solving. You don't get very many win, win, wins. Actually, if you're looking for change in our booth, you're going to have a hard. You're pretty hard pressed to find change anyhow because. It just takes it, it anymore. It yeah, it's it just all... rains in our booth. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. Big bills. It's all yeah. You know, and, and that's some of the stuff that, um, yeah, I, the, the change box, I, I, I think I threw like a couple dollars in pennies and nickels and dimes and quarters. And pff, I don't think I've I think ever. we've been lugging them around now since 2011 or whenever we I started. mean, and if you yeah. guys notice, that's why my arms are so huge is because of mm-hmm. lugging all this money around. <laughs> lugging <laughs> That change comes in handy when we hit a toll road that we don't know if we need to pay or not in Chicago. And I just take a handful of coins and throw it in there and drive away. (laughs) In the middle of Terminator mode. (laughs) I forgot about Terminator. No peeing. (laughs) Pee in your pants. (laughs) <laughs> and then we go to the gas station and it's locked and Vance is like really bummed out like just go <laughs> completely defeated I just peed on the I think I peed on the building that, that, yes that, that is something that seems to occur a lot with you <laughs> that's how I was potty trained man pee outside <laughs> you see that establishment show them who's boss I have be, I have never been cited for urination in public. Thank you. Well, neither have I, and I could yeah. be. I could have been many times. I just figure saving water. I mean, the deer pee out there, the dogs pee out there. Why would you yeah. fly? You know. Yeah, but doing it but outside the school water. when you pick up your daughter is kind of risky. Yeah, we're like green. I'm waiting in line. I'm like, I'm just going to go right here by the tree. <laughs> On the magazine rack, getting your groceries, contemplating ninety three cents roundup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. So, oh yeah, we we got off track a little bit there. Yeah, where are we going here? We're, we got through the plugs at least. In a year, we got through the plugs. We got through the plugs, and then we went to the donation idea to show for for Musky Zinc. Yep, this is our end end of the year. Last one for 2020, which was a wonderful year. Oh, it, well, yes. just like everything, <laughs> everything that's ugly yeah. has a beautiful side, and there was some beautiful sides of 2020. There was, there was. People got to go fishing. Oh yeah, a lot of people went fishing. Yes. Yep. So, um, yeah. Anyway, so kind of, uh, you know, I, I guess I'll just dive right into it. Um, so last last show, I did drop a little thing that said that I'm going to go fishing tomorrow, which would have been Thursday, because we did one last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I woke up. Well, I went full like 
I'm going to do it the old school way that I used to do it. And I, I kind of got a little excited about this. So I started pulling up the stream gauges. I was looking at the water flow, you know, two or three checkpoints upstream from me. What's going on downstream? Kind of just mapping all that out, seeing where temperatures are and, you know, kind of putting together a game plan with, okay, when the water's like at this, I kind of know what's going on here. I expect this kind of change. And I went to bed. I had my plan. And uh, one thing I didn't really account for overnight was the torrential downpours that we took practically all night. So when I woke up, I'm like, all right, time for me to go and hit this. It's like pouring out. And I'm like, oh, that always makes for great stream trips. It, it, mm-hmm. it does. And ice fishing. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Ice Perfect. fishing is great when there's water on yeah. top of the ice because you can always catch those fish that, are, that, that don't like Coming to be up. under the ice. Yeah, when you when you were mentioning about this fishing and stuff in, in the St. Croix plugs, I looked outside and thought about how annoying this must be right now for stream fishing and ice fishing because we just went through, you know, up in our corner here, some crazy weather, extreme cold, 30 inches of snow. Then that snow is like depleted, gone because it's rained so much. So continue with after waking up, Andy. Sorry for interrupting you. No, I was just going to go on my little side thing. I like drilling holes in the ice, and then it's like a water volcano coming up. That makes you feel safe when you're actually relieving the pressure of the yeah. water <laughs> underneath. Yeah. Drill more holes. <laughs> you, you drill one hole, and then and within a matter of minutes, you're four inches in water. Yeah. So um, anyways, I'm like, ah, oh, jeez, I, I didn't. I didn't really anticipate this much rain because I did look at the how the radar was. I'm like, hey, it's gonna, it's not gonna do what it, they say it's gonna do. Well, it probably did more than what they said they were gonna do. So I wasn't completely wrong. Um, anyways, I kind of waited for the break in the weather. I don't know, maybe around nine thirty or something like that. And I said, I'm gonna go down to my old stomping ground. So I drive down there, and it's the same old you know, feeling in my stomach when I take that turn down that road, I'm like, please don't be any cars there. Please don't. Be. And like, as I drive, I can start to see like, well, no one's fishing there and getting around and yep. All to myself. Perfect. And overall the water wasn't too bad looking clarity wise. And I'm like, well, I might be able to pull something out here. So I go and, uh, set up in my favorite spot. I make, I'm making my gas and whatever. And there's, oh, there's, there are trees that would always give me baits. And what I mean by that is back when I was on the creek a lot with my boat, there were just the community holes that everyone liked to cast their spoons and rooster tails and minnows and jig heads in. And being that they're probably running 50 to 80 pound braid, um, it, it, it just, they, there's so much tackle in these trees that I just would go through and like, I would just reach up and grab them and pull them because I'm in the boat and they're on shore. And I would just collect not hundreds of dollars, but I would collect a good amount. If you were to buy them retail baits every year when I was doing that and I'm sitting there and I'm like, Oh yeah, I want to look up and see what kind of hardware is floating up in these trees. And there was like a jig head, like a standard walleye jig head with what looked to be, 
a four to five inch sucker hanging off of it straight up and down. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm looking at this and I'm like, I've seen this before. Poor guy. But how bad would it have been to bend that sucker? Yeah. I mean, yeah, because the, the guy's like putting it on there. The person, I don't know if it was a guy, is putting it on there like this one's going to catch me, the big one. Zzz, right into the tree. And they're like, and and for them, well, I, I'm I'm putting this down for that extra weight. <laughs> yes, and and you know I don't know death by hanging or death by suffocation, biting. I don't know what would be worse. I don't know. I mean, I guess if biting is a more down, natural like way for them to die than to be hanging from a yeah. tree. Yeah, Minnow wants to go down like one of those little fat heads. You want to get eaten. You don't want to be hanging in a tree. No. Yeah, you know, petrified for. It's probably Years. sucker jerky right now. It's just hanging there dry. <laughs> but you know, I, I looked at that and it just it kicked back all these memories of of myself collecting all these baits. And that there was a time like I'd get a you know a small handful together, and I knew that like you know some friends had some young kids that they were kind of getting into it, and you know, a lot of people around here hunt. Not a lot of people around here fish like hardcore fish. And so when you have these these parents that are, you know, they're hunters, and they're like, hey, my kid really wants to get into fishing, you know, what do you do? And I'm like, here, take these. And you can just throw them a whole bunch of baits, and they think that you're, you know, extra yeah. generous. But I'm like, no, nah, I just took them out of a tree. So someone it's else paid for them. I'm not use them. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, I, I would do stuff like that. But I'm looking there, and it just sparked, it just kicked me back, whatever, 10 years ago plus of just collecting just collecting all this stuff and i'm like oh that you know that's that's cool and you know i go and i i work on my area and i'm I'm a little bit like rushed because i'm this i know being christmas eve i'm not the only fool that's going to be coming down here it was a pretty decent day the weather was going to change in the afternoon so i'm like i i want to hit these spots just and it was just the way i used to do it and i didn't i didn't move any fish there and so I grab my little tackle bag, I grab my my rod, and then I I make my trip upstream, which not a lot of guys do. Some some have since I've you know was doing it whatever fourteen years ago, and I go and I get in this little field, and I have to cross this like little ditch drainage ditch. I don't know what it is, but it's it's enough of a deterrent when the water's up that people just won't go around it. And uh, so I went around it and. And I'm starting to fish on this one spot that I, I like. If you were to tell me, pick one spot to winter fish, and you could only stand here, it would be this spot. It's not that this spot holds the fish. It's just a transition area that, in my eyes, any cast, a new fish is swimming up through this area. It's just, I could make the same cast over and over again, and I feel I would catch a, I would catch as many fish doing that as I would be going to every deep pocket that holds fish, but there might be an active. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yep. So, so my favorite spot and I'm, I'm spot on the spot, spot on the spot, maybe you're just waiting. I'm just sitting there. Yeah. I'm making just ridiculous casts in the same spot of nothing. Like there's just nothing there. It might be three or four feet deep, but for them to get up further, they have to go through here and that's where I'll hit them. And that's also where I got my, my big fish. So that does play a factor in it. Um, but there was a tree way back when that I just, it just, it, 
you know, this is like the memory, the, the, the road down memory lane right now. And I'm like, Jesus, what happened to this tree? Because there were times that I was fighting fish and they'd take a run and I, I could put my hand up holding the, 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 the butt grip and fling the rod tip with the line up and over this tree so I can keep going. Something you guys don't mess with on boats. If you have to run, you, you have like lumber in your way and you have to figure out how to get around it, whether you're going to try to reach around the tree and hand the rod off, stuff like that. But I had a, a flashback to where I tried to get my wife at the time we weren't married, a muskie and she was standing right by this tree and I was standing at my favorite spot, which was not very far from there. I don't know, 15, 20 feet. And she hooked into a fish and I'm like, finally it's going to happen. And she's just like, just wigging out. And now, wait a second. Now, now why you're, you're in your favorite spot, but you got her. I thought you were going to say like, what the heck? No, I mean, why she, she hooked that thing over there? Cause she was downstream from me. She's intercepting him before me. Okay. okay. I mean, 15 feet on the bank. What's that mean? Yeah, I know you backboated her. That's right. Backboated, but it was actually the front. But did you, have a, did you have a video of that? I did not because I just didn't. I mm. did try to take. It was right at last light, and I just remember the reason why I brought up this tree and telling you this horribly boring story is because <laughs> I remember her jamming the rod tip because she doesn't. She wasn't quite sure on what what to do at this point because she has the biggest fish of her life on. And she just, whatever, I said, keep the rod tip up. So I remember her just like literally Statue of Liberty with the rod. And now the line's like tangled up in this tree branch. In the tree, yeah. And and I'm looking at this tree now, because that tree at that time, I don't know, three, four inches in diameter. Now I'm like, in the, like wow, I could build a house out of this thing. It was a bush, yeah. It, it, was, it was something I'm like, has it been that long? Am I that old? But uh. yeah, I, I mean, that was a spot... My little spot there, I remember catching like, the number escapes me, but it was like five pike in like 10 minutes. It just it just lit up. I must have just caught this school of pike coming up. I grabbed the rod after releasing the last one. I said, screw this. And I run back down to like my starting point, and then I caught a muskie, and I thought I was a genius at that time. Um, and I also, I think, fell in the water. When I got that photograph of that muskie <laughs> trying to put the put the old flip phone on timer, so I could get an oh, awesome, yeah. and uh, I started to slide and I just kept going, but I had to hold the pose for the timer. I took one for the team and no one knew it. Yeah. So, uh, so I'm like, wow, this you know, this has really changed quite a bit, and you know, I can kind of work my way up, and I'm not seeing anything for fish. I saw a little baby school of minnows hiding in like some back ditch, and I'm like, ah, maybe this is tougher than I think. Like the conditions are tougher than I anticipated. I kind of go around all my my hidey hole spots that that I would hit on the bank, and you know, I've taken both of you guys this in the boat, and mm-hmm. and it's like I'm sitting here watching watching the conditions and I, I at, by this time I'm like in slow-mo motion just I'm I'm just I whatever it's going to be it's going to be I'm in between little rain episodes and I'm actually like trying to enjoy myself and I'm looking I'm like I really think I can see this water rising 
like like one of those ones like oh it's right there right at the the crotch of that stick that's hanging in the water and you you fish for five or ten more minutes you look and you're like i don't see the crotch of that stick anymore Uh and then you start looking i'm like man this water is looking a little dirtier than i remembered but it's it's a gradual thing and um it, it just it really i mean i i had a good time but just everything I looked at, I'm like, these trees were just bushes. There was just, and I'm like, why is there like, this This used to be so thick with grass, this tall, I don't even know what it's called. I'd call it like an elephant grass kind of stuff, but that's not the right word. And, um, but now they're all shaded out and it's like easy walking in spots. And I just really felt old and... <laughs> Just, I mean, I like every spot, I'm not going to go through every memory. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember right here that one fall, I kept pulling this one fish up and out, and I could never catch it. And then, the you know, whatever, a year or two later, I got one here, I got one there. This bait was here. I remember Tim got one in August, the only one we've got in the summer up in here. And all these memories that I had, I didn't forget them, but they just, there was nothing to percolate them to the top. And, uh, yeah, it, it was, it was a trip. The best way I can describe it is like, if you went back to your high school and just walked down the halls and you just had everything come back and hit you. And, uh, pretty much that, that was my little, uh, my little no less, fish, no fish, but I did have two other people show up while I was, you know, walking through the old high school halls and they yep. were musky and fishing. Did they catch one? I'm sure they did because I suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did not see any fish landed that morning. And then yeah. after that, you know, sure. I, I spent at least a couple hours screwing around. I, I didn't have the motivation to hop in the truck and go to another spot and, and do a yeah. whole daisy chain. But yeah, it was, it was enough to just, you know, kickstart the old, you know, the thinker here, just thinking, wow, all of this started right here. And it didn't stop. It didn't wait for me. It got bigger and older. No. Yep. Yeah. So kind of a theme of a nice end of the year podcast. Absolutely. I mean, my my tree stand down in Elwood City, down where I hunt. My grandpa's old place. My grandpa's been gone for 12 years now, but it's sitting on the edge of when I first turned 12, I used to hunt. They used to come and stock pheasants there, and I would hunt pheasants and rabbits and stuff in – it was a field with a couple pine trees in it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I'm, my my stand is <laughs> my stand's at the edge, and every year, just like you were saying, Andy, I mean, I go, the, the pine trees are still standing, some of those big hemlocks, but mm-hmm. let me tell you, it's not a field anymore. No, it, you, you would never know that it was a field. It's like woods. You know, you wait 40 years and uh, things change. I think about that every time I'm in that stand, you know, walking with my old, my grandpa's old lab or the beagle and chasing, you know, now there's no, there's no pheasants or rabbits in that field because it's a woods. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. And it doesn't take long. It doesn't, and I mean, and it, and it really hits you when you're just, like, I used to go down there in the winter. If if the conditions were prime, I was down there every day after work. 
Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and if not, it was like once a week, just checking on stuff. I remember I took an anchor one day, an anchor with a rope. And the I, I knew the ice was filling in. And I'm like, I'm going to take this anchor and break the perimeter of the ice and push it all down to whatever, to Pittsburgh eventually. Yeah. It didn't work that well. I, I It didn't work. I mean, the ice was thicker than I thought, and I was just like throwing the anchor and hoping that like mm-hmm. it would hit, and then I could kind of like do a sawing action. And, and no, I almost lost my anchor, and I felt really yeah. embarrassed about the whole event. And uh, yeah. I did get the anchor back, and then I said, I'm not trying that one again. If it was, I don't know, half-inch ice, you could probably do something no problem. But when it gets inch-plus and you're throwing the anchor and yeah. it's bouncing, yeah, that's don't, not, yeah. don't do that. If it goes through, you might be in, yeah. Yeah, and make sure you don't, like, tie it around your ankle so you wouldn't lose it yeah. if you throw it. <laughs> it's, so right it's deeper than I thought, yeah. And colder. <laughs> yeah. So we did, uh, Vance brought up his uh, article for Muskie Hunter, bold predictions that didn't pan out. No um, one. Andy. Yeah. What's your, Andy, Vance, I, I know, I don't think, Vance, you've ever done much ice fishing, but all of a sudden my daughter is, well, we have nothing to do. I mean, other than stuff. And she's like, I want to go do the ice fishing thing, which I used to fish with my grandpa all the time i have not gone much in the last 15 years here but to be honest i had everything out two or three times and i haven't got to go what's your prediction andy do you think we will get to ice fish now you guys live a little bit further north but uh not all that much but like i look at the extended forecast like oh maybe it's coming but it's like 44 in rain goes down to 20 but then the next, then the extended forecast shows thirty two. You don't make any ice. You got to have. You got to be single digits. To, yeah, single digits or at least in the teens, and nothing in the highs above mid twenties. Now nah, you'll make a little ice. But when it goes down to single digits, you can make some ice. Are we going to get the ice fish this year? I haven't got the ice fish for years. My, my prediction is no. Yeah, and and he, he, here's why: is it just doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> yeah, and. I mean, gosh, and it, I remember in college that, you know, going back, like my wife, but we were dating then, we were, we were drilling, and, and there are people that are going to listen to this that think that this is just, you know, rookie numbers, drilling mm-hmm. through 27 inches of ice on the bay, which I'm was like, yeah. yeah, I'm just like, how is there this much ice? Mm-hmm. that's a lot for us. I mean, if we're getting six to eight oh, inches, that's th- that that's a good number for us. Now, the, did you have a power auger? Absolutely not. Like these guns don't get big for power auger and stuff. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I, I went ice fishing one time on the bay with my fat. Oh man. It was 30 years ago, but it, it might've been the same year you're talking about Andy, 25, 30 years ago. And, like, by the time we drilled a few holes with our little hand auger, it was like, yeah, we're good right here. <laughs> yeah, we're not running tip-ups. I'm we're just going to sit holes. here. <laughs> I'm fishing these holes, yeah. Yeah. We it, don't really need the power augers all that often around here. I mean, it's a little bit overkill. But, man, it'd be nice to get out and do something like that. Just something to do. <laughs> something to do. Now, the, the, the killer... For us is like while we are more north, and I I think we do get a colder climate than 
typically yeah. like where you're at in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. What happens, what we have is we might get enough to where we get a nice two, three inches of ice. Yeah. But because Lake Erie is still so warm, we go and mm. get 10 inches of snow on top of it. Snow on top. Yep. And then it just never really can. It, it takes now a yeah. lot of effort to build good ice on that. Yeah. If, you know, if I'd like to think it, that. A, I mean, that, that's exactly what just happened down here the other day. I mean, we were down in a man. If it wasn't single digits, it was close. But we got that snow at Christmas. And it, it, I mean, underneath that foot of snow, it was just mud. It didn't even freeze up. Mm-hmm. The ground is, you know, the, even there wasn't even a crust on the ground. I was riding my daughter around on the tube with the, the four wheeler and pulling her around. And let me tell you, I'm not going to have to cut as much grass next year. <laughs> That's a win win. Yeah. <laughs> no dots. I think the snow kills it. The snow kills it. We get a lot of snow where I'm at. And, you know, I, I think if we have like a really cold fall that can get Lake Erie down colder and mm-hmm. we, we can get the lake to to even get to where we're not going to get so much lake effect that I think that's a big help right there for our ice. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I'd almost like to have some ice so I could take the kids out. I, I remember I took, I took my daughter out. She might've been two. So the last time I was actually out on the ice was six years ago. I don't think we've had another good, good ice since then. No. She liked to I'll play with the minnows. Yeah. yeah. So far, it just seems like it's very inconsistent. Yeah, an extended forecast one? looks the same, man. You know, it's just warm, big up snow. And up and uh, snow, but then it's 40. It's going to yeah. rain. Yeah. Well, it looks like you're going to have to find a different hobby other than ice fishing. Well, we're going to have to do another steelhead trip, three of us. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, we would. <laughs> I mean, we're we're you talk now, about man. numbers. <laughs> man, we were putting up I mean, Hall that's... of Fame numbers that day. Yeah, that was terrible. That's you should awesome. do that. I mean, oh God. we we did right find here. more dead beavers than fish. We found dead beavers. We did. We trespassed. We trespassed. The musky king. The rocks. I was. Yeah. <laughs> Andy had a bobber right next to where we were casting out, like at his feet. Yeah, it was the only open water. Mm-hmm. That was where the ice got us that day. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, how we had that warm up, and we could actually hear the ice blowing out of elk. And it oh, was yeah. it just that was a cool experience. That was hearing that. Yeah, sound like a freight train. And then uh, we were at the mouth there at elk, and. Vance kind of gave up and started making sandcastles. Yeah, he's playing with it. I did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put this stick as really the flag. When I came back from my rod and there was a bunch of sand all over it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like rerouting the mouth. I'd like make a, like yeah. a little yeah. trench with my heel. Todd's over here fishing, trying to show us that there's actually <laughs> fish in this lake. And Vance yeah. is making sandcastles, and I'm rerouting the river basin. <laughs> Vance is throwing rocks at the water. <laughs> it was a kid. It was truly uh, you taking kids out. 
<laughs> yeah, except I had a gun, and I'm like, I'm packing heat. <laughs> <laughs> we were prepared for everything bus fishing. I told the slip bobber upside guy? down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was the Musky King, yeah. The yeah, Musky King. The Musky King had his beavers as coyote bait. <laughs> I know. And they, they had just got done shooting a 160. Keep that in mind. A 160-inch buck in the city limits of Erie. Erie, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. On a drive. We were, like, they, tracking it, weren't they? They were doing something, yeah. We just shot a 160. Yeah, somebody had hit it the night before. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, crawling around. What, what What is that? Like a stone plant or something? Or sand and gravel? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, there's there's the sand and gravel plant, but we were also we were closer to now shut down Erie Coke, the the, the, yes. the mm-hmm. so I'm not really sure. Then like Hammer Mill, the paper company that was there, is no longer. I'm, it gets very confusing down there. It's it's very much a concrete jungle. It's like yeah, y- you got a giant hospital here, and across the street they're shooting one sixties yeah. and hanging dead beavers out to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No one will say anything about us trespassing. That's right. The guy was sitting there waiting for us. He was, yeah. And then uh, shortly thereafter, you ran into him again. Oh, my God, yeah. I'm the Mustang King. He was screaming at me, being pulled pulled into the store by his wife, like, shop. I'm the Musky King. Yep. He's caught like three in a day or something on a bluegill. <laughs> it's true. Out of French That's insane. Yeah, we'll have to do that again. Now the full things always happen. Yeah, I mean we could do it. We could do a steelhead trip. Winners here. If we don't get ice, we could go do that. Or we I could no we could catch more happen. fish and go on an Andy Muskie bank yanking trip. Do that. Mm. I, I, I figured that I'd get a grumble out of someone. <laughs> catch a pipe or something, yeah. Definitely catch a pipe. We could. Good. Remember that time we were, one of the first times we were trying to test those raptors? I, I and when, when you said to catch the pike, that was exactly what I was thinking. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> man, how, I, do, how do I, I never, get? I'd never been up there. And we were like, let's go test these raptors. So we went to that spot and i was standing there i was like oh there's one there's one there's one there's one remember they started hitting like crazy yeah they were hitting yours but not mine yeah all of our raptors i was like well we can't can you sell one that has big scratches in it yeah you double the price (laughs) and say this one works (laughs) (laughs) i had like five of them hit and finally you came over and watched i was like look watch oh there's one (laughs) (laughs) so we we tried to test our, our dozen raptors and uh kept getting interrupted and yeah they all got scratched up yeah what are you gonna do they're that good but yeah that's some good memories right there Mm -hmm. year-end memories even though they might not be of 2020 that's yeah 2020 
2021, 2020 is going to have a big hangover into 2021, I'm sure. You think? Oh, yeah. I have seen the posts about wait till 20 turns 21. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! It's going to go crazy. They're, it's legal now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's going to be drinking, what is it, twist tea or whatever? Yeah. Oh yeah. my God! Listen to the face. And uh, what's the new white claw? Oh yeah, yeah. you're asking the wrong guy. Drink. Yeah, it's a new drink to everybody, I guess. Vance, is that I'm your drink of, of choice? No, I'm not a fan of it. It makes me uh, sneeze. No. I like regular, like mineral water, but yeah, I don't like like a crispy. Yeah, I don't like that alcoholic one. <laughs> I'd just have a beer or something. Nice. You got any bold predictions for this upcoming no. fishing season? Uh, <laughs> I mean, I they didn't work. I mean, all my bold <laughs> predictions were in print, and nothing worked. I'm going to put a bold prediction out. The, 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 the guide businesses, we're going to be – I mean, there's just tons of – I think we're going to be in the same situation. Not that we've ever had problems trying to get guys to fish, but guys are going to be able to fish. So we just got to get out there and do our thing. We both need boats. Uh, they will come. I already got mine. Yeah. Yes. I got to at least bring that up every time. Boat, I know, yeah. Backup boat. It's my number one. Keep that in mind. <laughs> no more backup boats for Andy. I got a canoe. Nope. I can row. Can I you? got. I have an interesting story though. Uh, since all my predictions and stuff have have failed, um, I the holidays were busy, and I drove down uh, on the twenty seventh to my family in Pittsburgh and made my rounds and said hello to everybody. And on the way, I owed somebody some money, uh, one Dale Wiley. I spoke to him today, and, but continue. So I picked up a bunch of lures that I ordered. How many? A uh, hundred. One hundred Wileys. Yeah, I think it was like 103. Todd, do you have 103 wow. Wileys? Oh, yeah. That's I got all. some backups and stuff. And like mm-hmm. I said, Dale, I don't know when he's going to quit. So I just always keep him in business by putting in another order. We've been doing that for years. Uh, big Wiley orders and stuff like that. And they're, you know, they're my favorite bait to to look at. I love them and fish with them too. They're, they're awesome. A lot you of suck. history there. So, well, whatever. I mean, of course, <laughs> you know, my favorite. Come on, favorite just continue. I'm just, I'm just, I'm you know, but I got, you. so I got, I got to go there and Todd, I'm sorry. I didn't pick up the deer, but I just had way too many stops. Yeah, that's all right. I'll We're, get it eventually. We've well, been eating it. I was going to say <laughs> the, 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 the rental fee like, is just, I don't know how much have we left by the time. <laughs> but, uh, so I, I stopped at Dale's and I got to, See, it was the first time I was ever at his house, and I know Todd's been there many times. And um, Andy, have you? I have been there once. So I got to go in the shop, 
and mm-hmm. kind of see, uh, you know, where the Wileys are created. And uh, it, mm-hmm. it was it was really cool. It was the first thing I, I think when I walked in that I noticed was one, it's the small, piles of cash. One, it's small. And two, it's extremely clean. Mm-hmm. He keeps it very, very clean. And that's tough to do with wooden baits i would imagine yeah especially him pumping out how many uh you know as many as he wants to do as many as he can do um there was like no there was no dust anywhere i took my finger and rubbed it across the top of the you know the countertop and there was no dust i'm like what are you what are you doing with all this stuff how do you how do you do this he's like it's simple you leave a half hour to clean i was like yeah yeah you leave a half hour to clean that's a great you know, a great, a great thing, you know? So his, his shop was, it was really, it was small and efficient and he's been doing it for years just to see, uh, the lathes and how he sands them. And I, where he paints them is obviously you don't need, you stand in the same place when you paint, right? Yeah. It's a little booth. But just to see that that little booth, like really, that's where you paint all the. How about stuff. The, all the paint, the paint gobbed on the wall? Yeah, and on the screens, you know. I've spent hundreds of hours sitting there talking to Dale while he's painting in that r- little room, in and that, that little corner. That's it. Yeah, and he's in the corner. I'm like, how do you walk around? Yeah, how do you? I'm like, when I was looking at it, I'm like how does he paint a straight line so good? Just like chilling here like that, you know, and his lines, his lines are, I'm looking at them right now. I mean, they are like spot on. You turn it over on the belly and they all line up and it's, it's interesting. It was interesting to see that, that stuff. Uh, And of course the smell, the automotive and the the cedar, And um, the old mounts, the old mounts, yes, old, there's old mounts, the skin mounts, yeah, the skin mounts from fish from the Coarthas. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I don't know when the, he's like, I cut this one, I forget when it was. I was like, You cut that one casting, he's like, Oh, yeah, I did, his dad <laughs> did, or something. I was like, Yeah, I was like, Todd tells that story because <laughs> I think it was when you guys were up at the Coarthas and. They were like, what the hell is Todd doing out there catching fish? And you were like <laughs> on like a deeper weed edge. Yeah. Yeah. And you were catching fish. So they went out for the rest that like sometime down the week and like his dad caught his biggest or something. Yeah. Yeah. On that spot. Yeah. So there was all those old skin mounts and, uh, you know, just a lot of history in there. And it was it was cool to see, see how, uh, that, where those baits were made. And, um, you know, if anybody's close enough to Dale or can pick up an order, a giant order, uh, that's a pretty neat place to, uh, make a stop if you're in, in, uh, in the muskies. Did he show you the pile of cedar? (laughs) No, but he did tell me that, it was in the back of the garage and when it's done, it's done. You know, I was like, well, I'm going to have to put in another giant order 
so you don't retire. <laughs> well, see, th- th- he might be saying that just to upsell you. <clears throat> he might be a marketing it, genius in that, yeah, you see this works. pile here, and there's like seven pieces sitting there. When it's done, I'm done. You're like, not if I can help it. Here's another four thousand dollars. Yeah, that's what he's doing. That's, that, I think that's what Dale's doing, man. Uh, it, it's it's like the maybe Dale's Dale's probably like fifty six, fifty seven, and because uh, I talked to him too a, a, a while back and was like, so, man, I hear you're done. He's like, yeah, but it's a big house eater. So <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like. Maybe I'll do, you know, it might take him for another 15 years to get through that cedar. <laughs> and what yeah, he doesn't I mean, tell anybody is every every day he brings a wheelbarrow out and dumps more on the pile. The more cedar, yeah, yeah. When I'm done, when it's done, I'm done. He's marketing just like the, the truck hard back sawed back after beep, beep, are. Beep. Yeah. <laughs> Drop off How's he marketing, cool. Vance? He's, he's marketing it in the, like, in the same light where the, the hard uh, triple figure baits are, you know, the more artistic pieces, um, he's, like he's, the DKs and things like that. He's creating an artificial limited supply, so he drives up he, the demand. Yeah, he showed me. Now, granted, I put this order in probably a year ago, and generally, he, you know, if Todd and I order Wiley's, they're, they're given to us a lot quicker. But that just shows you how busy he is and backed up with orders. Um, took a year to get these. I mean, it was a hundred of them, but um, he uh, shit. I lost my train of thought looking at these damn lures. Um, oh, damn it. Um, a year wait. Oh, here's what he shows me. When that's what it was. So he showed me because people wanted these so much. And of course they wanted to go into Cabela's and, and things like that. So he showed me this head shaker that was made in China. And, uh, did this, this company that he was going to, uh, you know, reach out to, and they were going to make the lures for him, ship them back to him, painted, whatever, so that they could be mass produced. And he showed me this head shaker that from China looked like a Wiley, and he's like, this is this is the first one. I was like, yeah, it looks very similar. The paint's not yours. He's like, this is how it came to me in the package. He's like, but if if you pull on that bait, it will come apart like nothing. You know, they would just fall apart right in the right in his hands. Like he said, I I would just rip them right apart. And there was no way that I could do it. So, and he was like, I have a couple of them left. I keep them in this drawer. And there was just like pieces of them all over the place. Like just sitting in the drawer, like they were falling apart. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. And I, I don't think he knew what kind of wood it was either that they used. Um, Oh, oh, it wasn't made out of wood. It was, it was wood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Elmer's glue and cardboard. Lots of pressure. Lots of pressure. Yeah. But that was, that was neat to see. Um, it's kind of stuff we would do over there at Dale's. We would get like a new lure would come out. Now there's so many lures, it's insane. Back then, it wasn't that often a new lure popped up. And we would like buy one and we would take it over there and go to shop and we'd like take a hammer to it <laughs> just to see. Yeah. You know, how's to see if it would hold up? Is it rewired? Is it 
Yeah. We were talking about we were talking about through wire. We, you know, I sat there and BS with him for a while. I mean, it's kind of hard not to when you're sitting there and looking yeah. at all this stuff, whether if you're blue in the face from muskies or not. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we talked about the through wire, and he he talked about how he's he's not going to you know do that, uh, and you know talked about the pros and cons of eye screws and through wire. Yep, and. He was like, you know, he was showing me baits that he drilled holes in and epoxied. And I'm like, yeah, I have a ton of those, you know, in that it's it's never going to come out. And we were talking about that, that through wire and where at the end of the bait, the, the butt end of the bait, that's its weakest point. And he was like, yeah, uh, that's why I just, you know, if that ever happened. And that's when he showed me he would just drill, drill a hole put epoxy in it, put the eye screw back in. He was like, that will never, ever come out now. It's mm-hmm. not going to come out, you know, which is true. Um, and, but I, I still think Dale makes, you know, the prettiest bait out there. They're my, they're my favorite. That's why I have so many of them. Um, and it was just uh, really cool to, cool to see all that stuff and see how consistent he is on the paints is really. Uh, how about his really pickle crazy. jars? His pickle jars of automotive? Yes. Yes. It's still there. That's how Dale stores his paint, is in pickle jars. Mm-hmm. Now, Todd. Yeah, they're in, you know, pickle so, jars. And like, yep. Yeah, and there's no, I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's just like how he gets that, how he gets that consistency. It's like kind of like a chef. You know, he just like knows how much salt to put on or, you know, salt, pepper, and like what? How? What? What recipe is that? I don't know. What's and, that? But he he still matches that paint. Or how the heck you could eat that many pickles? Or how you could eat that many pickles? Well, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was the obvious <laughs> thing that everyone was asking. <laughs> you like pickles, don't you? Yeah. No, no, it is. Uh, yeah, he, he mixes. He told us that on our podcast. The way he's like, you know, the brown's just a little different than the brown you buy. It kind of reminded me of like you know, just grandma's mashed potatoes. She could give you the the recipe, but it would never taste the same yeah. style. It's like, okay, here's all the ingredients. Like why yep. I, it's not, not here. He, that's he how buys, he was like. Yeah. He buys the primary colors and mixes them all. Yeah. And, and when I was down there, he showed me that I realized just how much I suck. In that I just want to go to the book and say, give me paint number three, two, five, seven. And then Mm -hmm. I come back and paint it and I'm feel like I'm just a poser. He's playing chess and I'm playing checkers. Mm -hmm. That's what it felt like. Yeah. For like the setup that he has in the end product, it's really impressive. Mm -hmm. I'm sitting here just huffing cedar right now. Yeah, it's a crazy thing that you brought this up because, like I said, Dale Dale texted me today saying something. Give me a call when you got a minute. So I I called him and you know we talked hunting, we talked fishing, we talked family, this and that, and you know uh, I I had some people that I I facilitated the order for. I I was a channel to get to Dale, and I played. You know we're talking big orders. I saw uh, that order. There were there were two of them. Yep, both. And uh, 
they were finally finished and he was just kind of filling me in on all that so I could go and relay it to whoever. And that kind of got me like my gears turning. I'm like, man, I, I think I want to hang more Wileys up in my room and not use them. And then you bring it up that you got some that you're playing with and, and how I'm not going to be able to go to the show and look at all the Wileys there. Yeah. And, and they're stunning. They are. I mean, it, yeah, there's a lot of, and, and we've, we've hit on this many, many times. There are a lot of great painters out there, but there's something about Dale's that to me is like, this is a fishing lure. Like this is mm-hmm. way they should look. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm going to miss out on that this year. Yes, you yeah, are. I mean, it, it, I mean, it's wonderful what these guys are doing with these paints and just, they're, they're you know, just beautiful paints, tons of time putting in the price tag shows it, but you know, all always comes back to me. is like, I, when I'm out there fishing, I'm trying to catch fish. I want something to catch fish. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Dale's lures are just, they're painted to catch fish. That's it. I say dollar I for dollar. Same as the Raptors, you know? Yeah. Dollar for dollar, Dale has the best paint job. Mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to be able yeah, to touch to, yeah. to touch his level of, of just crisp colored lines for his price point. Absolutely. Yep. And throw it out there and catch fish on it and then mm-hmm. buy another one. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, and, and I can, like these lures could be way, way more in price. Mm-hmm. If Dale came out right now, he can, you know, obviously even if we came out right now, we, we would be like, yeah, these are a thousand dollars a piece. You don't, <laughs> you, you don't, you don't understand what the work that goes into them, you know, all that. BS. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. hundred spots at 10 bucks. The other, the other thing that is nice is you get your fricking order. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a year later, it's in, he's going to get it to you. If it's in, it's going to get, it's going to get to you. There's none of this waiting, you know, ho hum crap, you know, they're available. Like the color, the color you order, that's the thing. Like it's the color. This is it. You put yeah, the, in whatever order you put in, you got what you asked for. Absolutely. You're yeah. going to get them, you know, that's and and you can catch fish in little Pennsylvania and you can catch fish in big Georgian Bay and Minnesota and all over the place with these beautiful uh, works of art, friggin' fish catchers. The, it, it's something, I mean, we, we use epoxy. In fact, I just got a whole bunch of epoxy in here for our top coat. And that is like, to me that Dale will be the exception here. When I see a bait that isn't epoxied, it automatically it just it doesn't matter how good it looks. There's always like, uh, it's a notch down. Mm-hmm. Nothing. I mean, we used to run automotive clear and stuff like that, but there, that, that epoxy, the, that's true. The, uh, the epoxy just makes every bait pop. It gives it the depth. It, it just, it makes you want to grab it and feel it and hold it. Dale is accomplishing that with automotive clear. Yes. And, uh, T your hooks. That, that's a big thing, but it, it's just, he's a living legend right now. And the hourglass is glued to the table. Time. Mm-hmm. It's a bitch. It does suck. Mm-hmm. 
And then if somebody, like, I think we've touched on this before, but if somebody bought the Wiley brand, it would, it's, it would never be the same. And that's why I keep putting in orders. Mm-hmm. So even though like he wants, he always hints that we buy it, but yeah, I'm like, dude, <laughs> There's no freaking way. There's no freaking way. I was like, I think you know, uh, we I could work with, I could do the wood aspect of it. We're very, very easily. Todd, you're good at that stuff. But you know, going to a wooden wooden bait off of what we do. That's there's so many other steps. I think uh, to come down to that. And um, again. It just wouldn't be the same. It's not. Yeah, it's it not the same. The same you know? yep. it's, exactly, and you yeah. can say that with all the legendary bait makers when they and if they sell yep. it, it's not the same. It, it's mm-hmm. if you sell if DK sold his stuff, if you know, not us, but if Dale sold his stuff, if uh, like the hose bait guy did or whatever it is, or Blue Water it wouldn't all be. The, yeah, it wouldn't be the same. No, and even you know. It just comes down to the paint and stuff. Like when I'm, it's almost like you're buying an artist. I really like, you know, this band because their music sounds good to me. I enjoy their music. So you'll buy the next album without having to listen to anything on it because you kind of know their sound. You kind of know how a Wiley should look. You kind of know how a DK should look. You kind of know how a Boss Shad would look. And when you're like, oh, this is. This is the new whatever bait. And you're like, that doesn't look anything like it. How how did this how did this hard rock band start sounding like bluegrass? This this isn't this isn't right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you're kind of just buying buying the art. But I even told him he doesn't have to put the stickers on there for me. I was like, you don't have to do it. He's like, no, 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 no. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's a whole extra step putting these stickers on. He's like, yep. But that's what not you got. A Wiley do. without the sticker. You're like, I, I I encourage you not to do that so I can sell these for a higher price when you quit. So. <laughs> they would be they would be de- without the sticker. Oh my god, they would be what is it, it wouldn't like, be worth as much. Like like the like stamp collectors that have like those weird like mess ups on it. Those are the ones that are worth it. You get a Wiley lure without a sticker, or say, "Hey, put two on here." I got the only. I have Wiley lures without without stickers on them because the fish, you know, ate them off. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Yeah, but that was neat. I put Uh, a sticker. I I wanted to bring that up. So. Oh, I have. Yeah, I have some of the originals with the sticker on on the uh, where the where the the, bill. Yeah, gullet. But some of the ones where I, I was trying to tell Andy, I was like, Andy. I, I don't know how to explain this to you, but the sticker's there, but the all the writing is gone. Remember it's that faded. Yeah, and it was gone. It, it was, was gone, but it was sticker. under epoxy. But it was under epoxy. I'm like, Andy, I mean, you're going to think I'm crazy. I'll show you. I'll send you a picture, but it doesn't say. You, you can see musky. you can see the, where the, the sticker is. is gone. <laughs> it's gone. We'll take a Sharpie. And we're still, I, I still don't understand what happened there, Andy, because like you said, it was under epoxy, and there's only one reasonable explanation. One night and I was like, this is like impossible. The... It's impossible 
that the letters disappeared <laughs> underneath the epoxy. <laughs> they, nothing's happened yet. Like it wasn't broken through with a tooth or anything. And yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it was not. And then there were some of them where <laughs> like early on we were casting and stuff and we just see the sticker like fluttering down, like, like a, like a really light spoon. It's like, well, yeah. that sticker came right off. <laughs> that failed. Thanks, Dale. I tried to copy you, and yours somehow stay on, but mine mine can't make it through the act of casting. The dog bone still has part of its sticker. That's crazy. Unbelievable. There's some um, hanging on by thread. But talking about stickers and paint, sun fading. Mm-hmm. Sun fading on paints. His don't fade. Uh, on the baits, like if I leave it on the dash for, for too long, they, they don't seem to fade. Um, and over the, you know, over the years of musky fishing, I, I noticed like the one, the, the paint that fades the most for me is orange, or I would maybe just group, group them into fluorescence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if they make like an epoxy that stops that or can inhibit that stuff, but, it always seems like those fluorescents fade. So anybody like you know, that loves an orange belly or like an all orange bait, you know, protect those in your boxes and stuff like that. Don't leave them out too long because they will fade. I don't know if there's any way to get around that outside of, you know, protecting at all times. Andy, Andy, doesn't it say right on the paint, like this fluorescent orange is in. It's in an, like active, an active state, active state it's of an decay. Active state and it will. Yeah. It, it just, that's the way, something about like a true fluorescent. And I, mm-hmm. I used to be more up on this because like we're bringing up memories. I was researching it hard because some of these oranges yeah. just turned to like white eventually. Oh yeah. I remember we did our orange, the, the Arthur perch, the orange yep. perch. Yeah. And mine is white. Later, gold. Like gold, gold. Mine's gold. All you could see was the gold scale. Yep. Yeah. The it, belly's gone on the old uh, mud puppies. Mm-hmm. And it, 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 it had... Like the fluorescent paints, like it said, I I, I think mm-hmm. verbatim, it's in an active state of decay, meaning state, it's yeah. going to be better today than tomorrow. And every day, whether it's, you know, and I'm not sure if UV, like, increases that decay or not. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, like Automotive Clear has UV inhibitors in it, which might be a reason why Dale's might hold longer. I don't know. Mm-hmm. There, there's a whole science behind paint and stuff. And like I said, I, I, I felt like a rookie and he's sitting here, you know, being Mr. Chemist and mixing up his paints. And I'm like, just how about I give you a paint code and I want this many ounces. And, uh, but, and I think some of those early ones, those were the water-based fluorescents and yeah, those things crapped out quick. Quick. Yes. The automotives yes. tend to hold better. Mm-hmm. But fun stuff. Fun. Well, having said that, did you ever try to get us like an orange that doesn't do that? I've been using that uh, House of Color fluorescent, and mm-hmm. it's holding up better. But you know, I don't know how many paints I should like. What's what's the time frame I should give? Like is orange just considered a fluorescent period? No, there is fluorescent orange, and like when I. When I'm doing the belly on mud puppies, just about all the orange bellies I do, it's all fluorescent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you notice that on like the breast of baits and things like that. They seem to all be fluorescent. Yep. 
I wonder what it would look like with just like a regular orange, just a natural orange. I don't think it would pop as much, but I, I also didn't, I haven't gone and bought and just went out and bought an orange. Mm-hmm. There's not much that we do except for bellies. But you think that, Andy, you think the orange, like a regular orange off the shelf, not a right. next one, you think it would hold? Because it's not a fluorescent, right? I, I believe I mean, that it, I believe that it would, yeah. but I also think it would lack the the punch that the fluorescent has. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the 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 issue that I have, and this is going to sound like a lame excuse, when I sit down ordering my paint at the store that I go to, and if I crack that book open to look at the paint colors, it's an mm-hmm. additional hundred and fifty dollars out of the pocket because I just start buying these colors. Yeah, <laughs> because th- th- there's thousands of them. Like, ooh, this yeah. would look good. I could put this here, and yeah, let me, you know, let me get three ounces of this. I'm gonna try that, that, that. Now all of a sudden, I got all this paint, and I never They're... really use them to what I was hoping to, and then they dry up in the can, and then I throw yeah. them away. Yeah. yeah. So there is something to be said with those. I mean, being able to mix like what Dale's doing. Uh, like that musky green that he has. Yep. That we tried to do the lime shiner that we did, and it's it's lime. I bet you we can't buy that. You know, there are some some people in some places that you could bring in something and that they can scan it, and it can yeah. give you like a composition of what is mm-hmm. computerized close. Yeah. Um. I mean, the other thing could be is I could just call Dale up and say, "Hey, Dale." Do you yeah. have a do you have a paint code or do you tell tell me how you do that and then then he can just give me a code and I could go out and do it but sometimes That's what I, I think, think it comes back to grandma's mashed potatoes yeah like like, like, like yeah you just to here and, and you got it yeah but, but like like yes you know think of that one that I call the emerald shiner that Dale painted me it's like goldy mm-hmm. it's like green and uh, man I I don't see anything like that. No, it's a wonderful color. I just don't. I mean, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful lore. So the way the silver shiner came around or whatever. Uh, mm-hmm. But, I mean, we, we tried. Our lime shiner, that's why we called it lime shiner, because it was lime. Yeah, I mean, and we, we can attempt yeah. to try to change things. I mean, just just look at a golden shiner. It used to mm-hmm. be the banana. It was the banana. Goldie. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> ours was ours was the banana. It's the yellow bait. I still have those. If we're like, yeah. do you have any yellow baits? I'm like, yeah, I do <laughs> one right now. Here it is. It's funny. That's funny. But well, that's what I want to try to attempt to make a natural orange like that and see what it looks like on, say, like a mud puppy. Just put new orange on instead of fluorescent orange. Just like a like a run of it. See see what it looks like. See if it pops. See if it's you know mm-hmm. stays. No. I love the. I mean, like our tried and true mud puppies that we go through. Like every year, by the end of it, they just look like a natural piece of brown thing. You know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't think that it would like mess with it too much, but <clears throat> natural puppy. Yeah. Yeah, white-bellied mud puppy. I'm gonna need to buy paint here soon, so 
it's very dangerous when I sit down and start flipping through that catalog. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to suggest anything. Cause the last time I, I suggested that I painted, you snapped at me. <laughs> what was that? I was like, Hey, I got nothing to do tomorrow. You want me to come over and prime? You're like, I'm ordering you 10 gallons of Alumisol. Is that how you read pour. it? <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's kind of your what, baseline. What, what, what? So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how dare you speak to me out of turn, which I have 10 gallons of soft plastic sitting in my truck right now. Well, here's the thing. When I text you at a certain point in the day, I think you're in the middle of something. So Pr- pretty much any, like any rather... waking minute. <laughs> What's that? Pretty much any waking minute, I'm in the middle of something. Middle of something. Well, that's what, well, like at work, like I could text you throughout the day, normal. But when you get home after a full day of work, you know that's when I know that it's probably your most vulnerable time. You're in the middle of maybe a kid hanging over you, another pet you don't want, things like that. So I'm like, he's going to be really annoyed with this. Maybe he'll just like read it in an hour and not like knee jerk respond. <laughs> <laughs> but like sometimes just you do voice text respond. you be like, ah, <laughs> I'm like, oh my it. God. <laughs> I was like, I, I think that text might've just like earned his dog a slap because I asked him. <laughs> <laughs> I stubbed my toe. So I took it out on the dog. <laughs> So I'm not. You get the paints you want. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say anything. You're gonna be able to paint some baits here, and you won't have any input from me. I'll let That's you fine. do it naturally. Natural. That's fine. Sound I'm good? ready. Ready to prime. Prime time. Ready to prime. <laughs> Very nice. Back to my old dipping days. I, I get rid of all that stuff here. Porch paint. Oh, and you, the old dipping in the porch paint. Yeah, I had some racks. I kept them just in case if you wanted to go back to that. But I thought we were beyond that. Throwing we're away dip- the old eight tracks. They were keeping dipped? the cassettes. We used to dip the Raptors. In automotive or like primer. Uh, porch paint. In yeah, basement paint. It, 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 I don't see what the problem would be if if you use something like that or like a racket can white. I don't, you know the the thing that kills me with all that is back when we were dipping them, we just had a completely different process and and the paint stayed on relatively yeah. well. I just worry about compatibility because there's some paints you just can't layer on top of each other. Mm-hmm. And I used to pour them, pour them, get everything ready, and I would take them out and I would. I dipped them in these cans. I had this big hanger thing. I just, I burn it all like a year ago. <laughs> big gobs of paint. I would just sit there and, you know, hang them. Sort of like what you see over yeah, Mr. Wiley's shop when he's doing mm-hmm. that one step with a sealer. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, it's, it, there's actually a lot when it comes to that wood ceiling. There was a lot. And mm-hmm. I kept trying to ask him these guys are like leaving people that are making these uh, small wooden baits. They're leaving them in sealer and things like that. And the wood, you know, the woods absorbing it. I ever, I was trying to ask them, I'm like, did you ever like 
check to see how like sealed it is. So you take your bait blank and you just run it through a, a table saw. So you have the, the cross section of it <laughs> to see how much penetration that actually. Yeah. Yeah. See how much yeah, it absorbed up. Yeah. He said it's, it's the whole way. So, um, I thought that was, that was interesting. And that comes down to like me always questioning the epoxy Avenue as a bait sealer, as a wood sealer. Mm-hmm. And I just do not think it is at all. Yeah. That would, you know, like it would if, if we, like if we had a piece of wood <laughs> Raptor and we dunked it in epoxy, a little bit goes, it, it, it sucks into the wood a little bit, a little bit. Yeah. But it's not going to go all the way through. It's not going to disappear like a, like a urethane wood or something like that in the wood. Mm-hmm. So, so any, type would take, moisture, any type of moisture in that wood would be caught, could come back and pop. Yep. That, or if you're, you know, your, your hook rash wears through it long yep. enough, like you're just dealing with <clears throat> your original wood there. That's what, mm-hmm. that's what my mind says in woodworking. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I, I guess if you put enough epoxy on it, you would you would hope that it doesn't wear through, but if it does, I still don't think it's a sealer. You know, I no, think if, we, if you would take layers. those yeah, epoxy layers are not sealers because I've had so many lures that wore through that, and when mm-hmm. it, once that happens, it comes apart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wood sealer. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. All right, you guys, uh, you good down memory lane? Yeah. That was fun. All right. Well, I guess we got one last little announcement is that, um, you know, if we're not putting a a show out every week, don't worry, we're not quitting. But um, we just want to give a heads up that we might not be producing a show every week uh, here starting in 2021. We might do them every week for a while. We might not, but we're not going anywhere. I just want to let people know that. And um, But with that being said, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Fatty Z Muskie Products, Muddy Creek Fishing Guides, St. Croix Rods, Vix Marine, Ranger Boats, and Muskies, Inc. And um, with that, I hope everyone has a happy new year, and we'll be talking at you soon. Thanks for listening.